These are some of the major stories which made the news this week in the Hunter. Firefighters were assessing the damage after a blaze devastated a pair of buildings at Wickham and forced residents to flee their homes. An exclusion zone remains in place around the area, though some residents have been allowed to return home. There's also fear of asbestos contamination after the roof of the former wool sheds was destroyed. It's understood the Environment Protection Authority will establish a website for residents to report their concerns. Fire and Rescue Chief Superintendent Terry Farley said the operation is far from over. As you can imagine, the buildings are 50 metres by 100 metres in length and rather large, uh, four levels. Those four levels have collapsed upon uh, each other and what we'll find now is fire still burning underneath those levels. Demolition of the remaining structure was set to begin on Friday. Residents as far as Waratah reported large amounts of asbestos in local parks, backyards and on rooftops. Maryville resident Leah Forthrop described it as a fallout zone. She said the messaging needs to be clearer about the situation. It literally rained down around me and I could see it landing on my car. I could see it, you know, and I'm thinking, what on earth is that? And when I looked at it, I, I knew straight away that it was asbestos and then it was confirmed it was. A public meeting was held at the Good Life Church on Wednesday night to help alleviate some of the community's concerns. Newcastle MP Tim Crackenthorpe said emergency services are doing their best to get the situation back to normal, but residents' fears are justified. Well, we've still got quite a few residents who can't get back into their houses and apartments simply because of uh, the asbestos hasn't been assessed and uh, the risk determined, so that's a real issue for many people. We've got uh, asbestos throughout many streets and backyards and that just has to be left until we get that assessed. Firefighters were also being praised for their efforts in protecting the next door Ampol fuel depot which contain, contained at least 8 million litres of fuel. It's prompted calls including from City of Newcastle CEO Jeremy Bath. The depot and other industrial infrastructure should be relocated away from areas of residential growth. Orica and Origin Energy said they'll work together to develop a feasibility study into the potential for a green hydrogen production facility in the Hunter. The companies are signing a memorandum of understanding together to look into the Hunter Valley Hydrogen Hub and how the fuel could be used. The study will explore the idea with the understanding the plant could reach export capacity. It came just weeks after Origin announced it would bring forward the closure of a roaring power plant to 2025. Toxic sludge from the construction of the Northern Beaches Link in Sydney will no longer be dumped in Newcastle and Wool's End. It came after a push from the opposition and a petition with 15,000 signatures behind it. The state government originally planned to transport around 12,000 cubic metres of refuse containing lead, mercury, PFAS and other materials to Mayfield North and the Summerhill Waste Management Centre. Wool's End MP Sonia Hornery said it's a big win for the community. We were really concerned that there would be tonnages of, of toxic products being shipped on, on trucks from Newcastle to Walls End through all of our suburban towns and up through Maryland to get to the Waste Management Centre. And then what happens with that then? And a government MP got behind a push to allow the Port of Newcastle to establish a container terminal. It's understood as part of privatisation agreements, the port would be required to compensate Port Kembla, Port Botany and the state government if it exceeded a cap on container traffic. 
but Northern Tablelands MP Adam Marshall, the former Agriculture Minister, said circumstances have changed significantly and the export potential for grain growers is huge. New South Wales Farmers Vice President Xavier Martin was also backing the move. Many of the storages upcountry are full to the brim and so we've got a major task on getting the produce to the market. There's no point growing food and fibre unless you can get it to your customer. And, and it's great that we've got transport and rail options, but the most efficient ones into the most efficient ports, such as Newcastle, are critical. To NURFM Sport. And in sport this week, hunter forward Isaac Heaney extended his time with the Sydney Swans until the end of the 2028 season. Heaney credited his parents and coach John Longmire for his longevity at the club. Knights winger Edric Lee earned himself a one-year contract extension with the club after overcoming multiple injuries since early last year. The dynamic tri-scorer hasn't played since 2020, but he's expected to make his return as early as round three. The 29-year-old said he's excited to get back on the field and happy to see his hard work pay off. And Jets defender Jordan Elsie was confident the club can start to gain some momentum heading into the second half of the season when they take on Western United on Saturday. The centre-back said the club, making it through their busy four-week period last month injury-free, will be a huge boost as they push for a spot in the finals. And to now you're up to date with the week's top stories from 2NURFM Hunter News.